This is Talking Work. I'm Deborah Ishihara. There have recently been national elections in Chile that have quite dramatically changed the political landscape, and I'm wondering what effect this might have on employment law. Welcome to Talking Work, the employment law podcast by Use Laboris. In each episode, we invite a different guest to discuss what's happening in the world of work. If you're an HR professional of any kind, this podcast is for you. Marcela Salazar is a partner in our Chilean law firm, Manita and Olivaria, and she's here to give us the lowdown on what's happening in Chile. It's great to have you here, Marcela. Hi, Deborah. Thank you and the Use Laboris team for this great opportunity. Now, the background to this, very briefly, is that Chile has been run since the 1980s as a deregulated market economy, and this has, on the one hand, made it one of the richest nations in South America and a haven for foreign investment, but on the other hand, it's made it into a deeply unequal society and one that suffered mass demonstrations about inequality in recent years. So presidential elections took place on the 21st of November last year, and a left-wing former activist, Gabriel Boric, won with a very substantial 56% majority. He'll take office on the 11th of March and he's promised to be a president for all Chileans and to bury Chile's neoliberal economic model. One of the things he's promising to tackle is inequality, so let's start off with this. Marcela, can you tell us what the new president is aiming to do about inequality and how you think this could impact on employment law? Well, Deborah, this is going to be a great year for Chile. According to the new president program, he's aiming to build a new model of the employment relationship and a new pension system to finish with inequalities in Chile. In terms of employment law, his main purpose and commitment is creating a decent employment, which involves, for example, the full right of trade unions with multi-level collective negotiation, redundancy labor security, guarantee decent salaries, and the creation of productive employment, both for individual development and the common benefit of the country. Regarding collective rights, the new president is aiming to expand the coverage of collective negotiation, categorized as multi-level, which includes branch negotiation, simplifying its procedure, increasing matters of negotiation, and removing current restrictions, placing with them standards of the International Labour Organization. But concerning individual rights, he has also stated that it is essential to strengthen aspects of fundamental rights. Concerning individual rights, he has also stated that it is essential to strengthen aspects of fundamental rights, considering the exercise of the collective rights and the respect to the rights that every person has not to be discriminated, to physically and mental integrity, right to equality, whereby every person can and must assume work of joint responsibility with an effective right to a nursery, care leave between others. In this sense, the new president aims to go deeper on work concerning fundamental rights that appear relegated to a second category, such as, for example, to rest, to be able to raise, spend time with family and friends, access to culture and sport, so that people, in his words, be no longer slaves to their jobs. All, of course, justifies, for example, what the elected president is seeking with the reduction of working hours to 40 hours instead of the current 45 hours maximum working schedule as an urgent measure. And does he say anything about discrimination in employment? In terms of gender, 
He has pointed that he wants to finish with any gender inequalities by drafting laws to ensure safe workplaces for women, identifying, for example, illicit sexual harassment or harassment based on gender, being both gender-based violence at work. But he also wants to improve the guarantees for the complainants and implement penalties or punishments that improve behavior in workplaces. He's also aiming to improve gender quotas in the union board and negotiate commissions to end up with the current interpretation of the labor inspectorate in this area. In addition, the new president wants to amend the law concerning equal remuneration between men and women that have been enforced for almost 12 years now, as he indicates that it has been demonstrated to be inefficient in reducing the wage gap between women and men. Do you think these plans will work, Marcella? Well, in my opinion, even his plan is very, very attractive. It lacks the way all these ideas will be developed in the future. It's not clear at all. In addition, it could be a little bit ambitious for a four-year period. But however, if he fulfills his program within this brief period, what I consider will impact the most unemployment law is the gradual increase in the minimum income and also the decrease of working hours to 40 hours. In terms of minimum income, it's important to point it out that he's aiming to raise the minimum income from 350,000 trillion pesos, which is currently about 438 US dollars, to 500,000 trillion pesos, which is currently about 625 US dollars. Well, these measures are worth worrying about the future unemployment rate because I consider that companies would not be able to support such a drastic change in such a short time. Probably only the big companies will be able to finance changes of these characteristics. But while the main losers will be the small ones, the small companies, and therefore the employees who work in them, which today represent about half of the labor force in Chile, Therefore, it's inevitable to consider that small business will have to dismiss workers and or will avoid future hiring. This, even if these changes are proposed gradually, because the truth, in my opinion, is that a period of four years does not represent greater gradualness over time. And I gather the pension system is also likely to change. What can you tell us about that, Marcella? Well, yes, and I think this is one of the new president's most popular and iconic proposals. He has been aiming to establish a new system for retirements. He has been in Congress with a movement called No More Pension Fund Administrators. The new system aims to create an autonomous public entity, technical, gender balance, and with an incidental representation of the employees to increase pensions and enforce the right to social security. In general terms, the new proposed system will be composed of three mainstays, non-contributory mainstay, a contributory one, and a voluntary savings mainstay. Regarding the first one, he's aiming to have a monthly universal basic pension for all people aged 65 and over, which will be established gradually. This will be a minimum pension granted by the state whether or not the person has social security contributions. The second mainstay adds to this universal basic pension the contribution for, of each employee during his 
or her working life. And the last mainstay is the voluntary savings for all the people who want and can save for all age. Then at the retirement age, this, all these voluntary savings are going to be added as a supplement to the future pension granted by the first mainstays. But that's not all. The elected president has also proposed an increase of 6% in the contribution to employees' social security system payable by the employer. Therefore, the total contribution will be 18% instead of the 12%, which currently is only afforded by the employee. In this case, it is also proposed to advance progressively to eliminate the tax ceiling that currently exists in this matter. In addition to all of these changes, uh, he is also considering unpaid care work and unemployment periods, which will be subsidized by the Chilean states. According to the new president, this would all mainly benefit women who are today the ones that do much of the care workers and their pensions are lower in the current system, although they have contributed the same due to their life expectancy. Again, Marcella, how do you think these plans will work? Well, as you can see, there were, you can notice President Boric's pension program involves more drastic changes, not only because he wants to eliminate the core elements of our current individual capitalization system, which are the pension fund administrators, by creating this public system, but because he's aiming to establish an employee mandatory contribution to employees' social security system. Well, again, in my opinion, if the new president goes through this reform, this would also have an important impact in businesses' costs. Hmm. It certainly sounds like it. Marcella, can you tell me something about the role of the Constitutional Assembly in the new government? Well, as maybe you have heard this, but uh, there is no doubt that Chile's new president is aligned with the ongoing constitutional process. Most of the constitutional proposals are in line with President Boric's program, especially the one that aims to modify the pension system in Chile. Then I consider that the new text of the Chilean constitution and the new regime of President Boric will be crucial in shaping the future of the businesses in our country. However, the new president does not have a parliamentary majority, which could help to balance the power, hopefully. And more generally now, do you imagine businesses will need to make many changes to the way they operate? Yes, absolutely, because probably many of them of the changes will revolve companies around conflicts between employees' values and market values. Businesses will be pressured to maintain themselves competitive in the labor market with all these changes. Then, in my opinion, employers will have to adapt their businesses to the operating costs of the new rules and new legal landscape along with productivity. Probably companies will have to engage in more effective ways to generate greater productivity at the workplace, providing, for example, employees with new opportunities, education, the use of more technology, and in this way, assume the new cost of the new proposed regulations. In addition, I also think that businesses will probably have to seek for automation and engineer systems which could be powerful drivers to envisage these new changes and its costs. Mm -hmm. So what would you recommend employers do to prepare for the likely changes ahead, Marcella? Well, Deborah, this is a very difficult question, but I think it would be important for employers to anticipate to these changes. 
especially the one that pretends to reduce the working hours from 45 hours to 40 hours. In my opinion, it is very likely that the new president proposal, which is also a bill that has been debated our Congress, will become law in the near future. Then my recommendation is to estimate the impact of a reduction of working hours inside the company, not only in terms of costs, but also the way in practice the employers will have to implement this measure, as this would impact on modifications to employment agreements, shifts, part-time jobs, exceptional working schedules over time, and job flexibility. Moreover, I think employers will have to be prepared to handle at the same time with employees whose work day was reduced from 45 hours to 40 hours per week with employees who joined the company and who have the same 40 hours, but they will enter with a lower remuneration. This because the new proposed system does not allow employees to reduce remuneration for those employees who have been hired for 45 hour work week, but their working schedule will be reduced to 40 hours. Therefore, this difference between employees could lead to create a poor working environment that, in my opinion, the employers should be prepared to handle with. Mm. Well, lots to think about there. Thank you so much, Marcella, for that really interesting update on what's on the horizon for employers in Chile. You can find Marcella's contact details in the notes to this episode, and mine are there too. You're always welcome to contact me on anything to do with employment law. And if you need to know who to contact in a particular country, say, I'll put you in touch with the right person. Do browse around our website, by the way. There's lots of information there on all sorts of employment-related topics at usaboris.com. Thanks for listening and join us again. That's it for this episode of Talking Work, but we'll be back very soon with more insights from our guests from around the world. If you've enjoyed this episode, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. You can also visit usaboris.com to access all our content resources and tools.